Welcome to the Beef Up After Party. What up? Can we, you just talk us through what's about to happen here? Carnage. I'm not a big drinker, so this could get interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry if this microphone was... Am I supposed to be serious or not on this? So it'll be basically be the same system? The same system, but... But with ours. Yeah. The total web meltdown. Okay, long story short, basically we screwed it up. Because <laughs> this festival hasn't broken me enough. Oh, f*** it. Motorbikes? <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello, Beef Hoppers. We hope everyone's doing well and getting excited as we're getting closer and closer to Beef Hop 2020. We've got Adam Dyson on this episode just to give us a quick rundown and a bit of a glimpse on what he has in store for us on his workshops this year. Now, if you were at the festival last year, you probably ran into Adam if you didn't go on one of his workshops, but Adam is a Melbourne-based landscape photographer with a passion for waterfalls in particular, and Adam has a really unique and surreal editing style as well that really, really make his images stand out and look amazing. So, he's a fantastic dude. So, Matt, Nick, and myself spent some time with Adam having a chat about what he's been up to and also what he has planned for you guys this year at BFOP. Okay, BFOPers, here we are with Nick and Matt, myself, and special guest Adam Dyson, the, uh, I guess we could call you the waterfall photographer, couldn't we? Firstly, special guest implying that no one else you mentioned was special but that's okay we don't worry about it no adam's the special one today we don't want you to look we don't want you to feel too special all the time matt you're always after attention (laughs) so how have you been adam you know like as i said before as good as you can be i guess but not bad yes obviously caught up in the lockdowns in melbourne but we've got beef up to look forward to so what have you been thinking i mean how do you how do we how do we get waterfalls and your normal landscapes into into a virtual workshop yeah, well, I guess that's going to be kind of the tricky one, isn't it? Uh, it's probably going to relate more around just just the fundamentals of, of learning about it in general, I guess. If it, if it helps, you could do a, a slow exposure of the tears cascading from my eyes as a waterfall. Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> just via Zoom. Yep. If, you just, if you like collect all those tears over the next like month, I reckon yeah. we'll have enough to just pour them over, pour it over something. Oh, honestly, some sometime, I reckon three or four days, you'd be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, so, are you covering? Are you covering like ND filters and stuff, or what's to what extent are we doing waterfalls here? Because the 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 description you sent through sounds pretty exciting. Ah, oh, it's going to be amazing. Probably it'll just be the whole array, the basics of how to actually do it, right up to advanced stuff, and then I'll just work into questions. We can just knock them all off. Have you been doing any of your workshops? online since the lockdown started um yeah i did a handful um maybe towards the start of the first period small smallish kind of groups um and then i did some bigger uh like free lightroom workshops as well yep um, oh, nice. just to kind of engage with some more people 20 or 30 on them so it was good nice can i can i ask with um in terms of waterfalls um what would you say is the most you know from shooting to obviously the editing component in the edit mm-hmm. what's the most common thing that people miss in the edit when it comes to waterfall probably probably just enhancing the the flow itself i think a lot of people do like a full overall edit and this is just my opinion obviously um i've got quite a i guess a surreal looking waterfall post-processing technique um but yeah I, i think people miss highlighting certain areas so that the eye kind of gets led around the field a little bit more uh so it's a bit too kind of like just 
like like Black. a global edit. Everything just yeah, everything's Macro. like touched. Yeah. Either everything's totally overdone or just not done. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's pretty common. Um, but that's you know obviously also too people edit. Everyone's editing processes are completely different, and what they think looks good is completely different to what the next person thinks looks good. So editing's very subjective. Um, it's often a tricky thing to kind of teach in a way. Because you are now, you now, are covering Lightroom as well, aren't you? Sorry. Yeah. I think Nick had something to say. Should, we shouldn't cut him off. I don't want to feel He's bad. just going to ask if there's motorbikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, I think Matt won't contradict me here when I say that as a general rule, I don't like to say anything nice about any of the presenters, but um, I'm going to break it in this case, Adam, because I think what, you know, when, when I look at your pictures, what I think you do beautifully is the colors. I think, think you've got a lovely eye for color and tone yeah. within the image. And I don't know the extent to which you can sort of help project that onto other people, but I look at a lot of landscape images and go, you've, you've kind of really not, you've, you've, you've taken the colors you've got and you've, you've slid the saturation slide along and you're done. I don't know the yeah, extent sure. to which you're going to help people sort of really see that because you've clearly thought about it and got a lovely eye for that. Yeah, thanks. No, I appreciate that. That's nice. Um, I, I guess it just comes down to, I think a lot of things come down to just time, time and experience. Like the more you stare at um, images in your Lightroom catalogue, the the more you're going to know if it, if it's good or bad. So a lot of the time I'll go through as a general rule, I'll kind of go through and edit all my photos quite quickly in the Lightroom catalog down the bottom. And then I'll leave them for a couple of days and then come back and make sure that color's right. I think that's probably another thing that people forget to do is they, I don't think they leave their images for long enough. They, they're all excited to kind of get them smashed out and up on the Instagram that. I know what you're talking about. Then they'll look back and they'll go, yeah. I, I can't describe how many photos I've gone through during ISO. So I've actually deleted about 30,000 photos out of my catalogue. But I've also Ooh. gone back through holidays and where I've taken lots and lots of shots and gone back and realised how much I've butchered some of my favourites, but also how much some of the more mundane photos that probably didn't catch my attention at the time have turned into pretty okay pictures once they've been given a bit of attention. So I think that time, as you say, is it makes a world of difference because you don't have the emotion yeah. attached to it either. It's kind of like you go back to it as yeah, a fresh yeah. photo is what it is. Perfect. Yeah, no, I like the way you said that. That's, um, yeah, that's something I've done as well. Like I went through, so I started landscape photography, um, it's about five years ago this month. So anniversary, it's probably today actually. Nah, that's exciting. Oh. Um, and it was at the stay at that stage I was, I was shooting, I'd already been shooting commercial, uh, videography and a little bit of photography. Uh, and I wanted kind of a creative outlet for my creative job, which is a bit of a tricky one. Um, and I, yeah, decided that landscapes was something I was going to do. So, but yeah, I, I look at some images that I shot at the very start of my career, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and yeah, they're, they're an interesting, they're interesting compositions and, and really average kind of color interpretation and kind of general like luminance as well. Like it's not, the lighting hasn't been portrayed as good as I would do it now. And you're, you're running a workshop on composition in landscape as well, aren't you? So that fits yeah. in perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think, I, I think composition's probably the most important thing um, in landscape photography. 
Uh, I thought I thought uh, manual settings was. Isn't that what manual, everyone says? Wow, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I think a lot of the time you can chuck your camera on auto and as long as you've got a good composition, um, it doesn't really matter. And that's I think that's what people forget is a focus on learning to do all these exciting techniques in camera um, when really it's like if you really focus on your composition, people are going to notice a really good composition over noticing really good settings as a general rule. I couldn't agree more with that. But Nick will probably disagree because I think we've had a podcast episode about this before and he likes to be that person. He's just defensive because when he shoots on auto, when he goes on his commercial shoots, um, he feels embarrassed, but he shouldn't. You're mm. right. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Auto. Auto all day. This is one of the few things I agree with Matt on, um, that, uh, that, that settings. Uh, like no one looks at a picture and says, I can tell whether you took, this, took that on manual or auto. Yeah, I haven't met anyone that can do that yet. Um, and, and, and also, I guess you're gonna, you'll be able to give us, for all us Victorians, when we come out of lockdown, you can give us some good locations to get out and about to when we're allowed to, right? I'm, I'm excited because we've had a, a solid, you know, there are about six months of uh, kind of the landscape not getting destroyed. So it'd be nice to see everything a bit greener and not trampled on and all that kind of stuff. So that'd be that'd be good to see as well. The problem is you have to get it on day one mm. because otherwise yeah. 6.7 million people will have trampled on it within the first 15 it's minutes. Been, so it's all, it's all cooked, yeah. Be there for yep. the first sunrise. Yeah. I've got, to, I've got to say, talking to people up in Bride at the moment, it's beautiful up there. Like they sort of, I bet uh, it they, is. they closed Mount Buffalo today for the first time, but you know, people up there saying, I just didn't see a single person all day. Mm. Um, and uh, it's going to be fabulous when, when people can start coming back because it'll still be really quiet. It, it'll, it'll be a fabulous time to get out there. And Definitely. so Adam, you also, um, just for, you know, the shameless plug as well, you do run workshops up and down the coast. Uh-huh. I see, um, and I presume inland as well, although I mostly see your coastal workshops pop up. It'd probably be mostly coastal, yeah. Yeah, and so you do a lot of stuff down on the, like down Apollo Bayway and 12 Apostles oh. and waterfalls, Otways, stuff like that. Have you got any plans in place that people can check out for early 2021 or have you got anything planned forward for when we might be released from this prison? I'm, I'm really nervous of putting anything up. Um, at the moment, because I don't want to take people's money, um, spend it all on beer, and then yeah. have to give it back. You know, like well, especially when hard. it's coming back as used beer. Yeah, mm. yeah. No one ever likes beer when you when you've kind of you know spat no. it back into the can. They don't really. Yeah, like just it. screwed yeah. the lid back on. <laughs> but but so do people is it, have you and oh, no, no now i'm just i'm i'm ad-libbing here but is there have you got a mailing list or how do people know it'll be more of a what mailing can people list, do yeah. yeah so what can people do right now to be prepared so if they go to your workshop which they will on uh-huh. over bfop because you've got a few running what yep. can they do to keep in touch to make sure that when things are up and running again that they, they can be on yep. one of your workshops because i've heard really good things yeah i like i you know, I don't hear many complaints, so hopefully everyone's having a good time. But uh, yeah, mainly it'd be mainly my website. Um, follow me on Instagram and and Facebook. That's where I post everything. So website and, is adamdyson.com. Um, yeah, adamdyson.com. No AU on the on the old Adam Dyson. Um, no, committing global. to the country. That's global. Okay. Yep. No, no, I'm just committing to everywhere. Just, just global, just global traveler. Uh, yeah. Old global Dyson, they used to call me. No, really. Um, 
and, and Instagrams, <laughs> Adam underscore Dyson and Adam Dyson Photography on um, Facebook. Fairly easy yeah. and simple yeah. to find. That was actually much simpler. Sometimes people have got weird ones where you're just like, "What? Where did you come up with that Instagram yeah, handle?" No. Yeah, it's it's a bit like the time we had like a whole search party out looking for Nick Fletcher's website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like sugardaddies.com in the end or something like that. I don't even think people. Yeah, it was very hard to find. Oh dear, dear, dear. So, is there anything else we can expect from your workshop, Adam? Will there be handstands? Uh, I could chuck a handstand or two if people wanted that. Yeah, yeah. But only if you have a golden ticket. If you only if you have the yeah. golden ticket. Yeah. Most yeah. importantly, most importantly, are you are you going to start drinking about six p.m. the night before? And then roll into that workshop at 10 a.m. having not slept. <laughs> you know what? That that was that's probably the first thing I'm going to do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know the irony of that. So we put on. So for those who are listening, we put a um, to get you know all of our instructors to get all their information together. We we're trying to be really clever and be a bit smarter this year. So we had like this whole system of put this online form that has your workshop and all your things. And there was one section in that workshop form that had like gear prerequisites and i don't think there was a single person who didn't list beer and wine in the yeah. prerequisites the things you must have to do this workshop and i'm just thinking i i get it but this starts at like cam's workshop started like six in the morning we don't finish till 10 p.m we've nick and i have committed to being like online sitting there making sure we don't completely cock this up i don't i'm gonna be wasted by like 11 a.m this is going to be a yeah, good day. You guys are bad influences. And the um the instructors mm. that sent back that form and didn't mention beer and wine in the prerequisites are the ones that you didn't invite back this year, right? Well, they're the ones we yeah, well, didn't we invited them back and now that we just sort of just didn't respond oh, yeah. really. Just cut them. Yeah. Cut them from the list. <laughs> they've, they've been ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well that sounds look, it sounds like it's going to be a nice little insight into nature and landscapes and waterfalls and a bit of an escape for people that come along to the workshop. Uh, I did hear some good, a lot of good things about your workshops last year, Adam, so I have mm. no doubt that we will have some awesome stuff to expect. Oh, yeah, I had a good time last year. It was great. It's a bit disappointing that it can't happen in that same fashion this year to be even better, but next year will be even better again. So that's kind of the goal, isn't it? Can I just add as well, if you are going on to Adam's um, Waterfalls workshop, one of the prerequisites to, to bring equipment-wise was a water spritzer so that you can feel like you're truly at the waterfalls. You just occasionally have to spray it on your ND filter just to piss you off. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then obviously some cleaning cloths and things. Don't use toilet paper. That is in short supply. Uh, tissues will do. A uh, shower would be good too. Like if you just, just get your camera in the shower, um, full ball, just ready to go. Well, you like could it. you could celebrate your five year anniversary by standing in a cold shower, sobbing, sort of tearing up fifty dollar notes, couldn't you? It's like <laughs> five years, five years of um, landscape photography. <laughs> Tear it up, fifty dollar notes. Adam, thanks thanks for your time, buddy. We look forward to seeing what you've got in store for us, and we will see you in. I'm going to say it, a matter of weeks. Oh, you're a matter of weeks. Don't, just it's don't. just it's just a few weeks away. I'm telling you. It's getting, almost here. It's getting very close. It's just super thanks quick. For, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited for this year and, yeah, hope to see everyone there. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. No problem, buddy. We'll see you soon. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty excited for Adam's workshops because there's just something about waterfalls and just capturing that motion. 
that uh, especially in the way that Adam can do it. So I really look forward to that and taking some stuff away from that and especially on the editing side of things because I certainly know I'd love to get better at editing my images as well. Tickets are still on sale, so don't forget to jump on to beefopaustralia.com and search for the Facebook page, Bright Festival of Photography. Follow along, jump in on that group. You'll be able to find more information about what else is happening this year. And also, obviously, subscribe and stay tuned to the podcast for more information over the coming weeks.